Hi there, folks. I'm with my good friend Kevin Thompson here. We're going to have a chat about football coaching and some of Kevin's lessons through his career and what he'd like to pass on to young players. Hi there, Kevin. How are you getting on? Hello. You okay, mate? Aye, good. All good. All good. So what have you been up to in this break that we've got just now? Well, I, th I think, um, unfortunately, if somebody told you that you could have a week in the house, you'd look quite forward to it. But it's been um, it's been a challenge, to say the least. Two kids, seven-year-old and a ten-year-old, driving me mad. Oh. Um, my wife constantly moaning at me to get outside and play with the kids. So it's um, it's been a challenge. But to be honest, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've quite enjoyed the time with the family. Obviously, I'm a coach now. And yeah. when you play, you have lots of time on your hands when you're, yeah. when you're coaching. Obviously, it's a a really unsociable job, long hours, yeah. out at night time, obviously the kids are in school during the day, so a lot of times you spend it out in the, in the pouring rain, the Scottish weather at night time, so it's, it's quite unsociable at times, so you have some time with the boys, um, it's, it's been really good. Oh, that's, that sounds good. I know, you know, we work together at the, the Rangers Academy there, and, and what has been your experience when you look at your career, what, what, what do you take from your career as a player into the coaching environment just now? What do you think is the key things you've learned as a player into the coaching and what would you pass on? Now, no, it's quite a few questions here, but so start wherever you want. I think, I think the biggest thing for, for me, Don, is I've, I've tried really hard to get to know the boys really well. Um, I know all the boys in the academy's names. I think it's really important. Um, not so much the boys that I've not coached before, but for the Intermediate Academy, we obviously worked to start with Greg Stat, um, and then obviously worked with Stevie Wright for a wee while as well. Both both were brilliant for me, and I, I, I learned all the boys' names. Um, I think it's it's important when you go into the hall. Obviously, you've, you've seen the boys are all smashing balls around the indoor hall, so I think it's quite nice when they greet you that you can you can say their name. Um, and then I worked that up. I started to know the 18s, obviously working with them. Started to know the development squad. And I just think being approachable and being somebody that, that I get they respect you because of who you are and, and what you've obviously done in the game. But I think if they can buy into you as a person and believe what they're saying, what you're saying to them um, is, is really important. And I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths without kind of blowing smoke up my backside. That the relationship that I have with the players um, is a part that I think is really important and it's, it's hopefully a part that I feel as I do really well. Yeah, that's great, Kevin. So when you look back, you know, on, on your playing, your playing days, which w wasn't that long ago, who are the characters, or, or what's the type of coach that got the best out of you? What was the, what was that relationship? What did that allow you to do? Well, I, I think the look. Obviously, Walter Smith was a, he was a governor at the man management yeah. part, but I was lucky. I worked under some great managers. Obviously, we, we, we yeah. touched on Parky before we come yeah. here. Um, I had a real good grounding for Parky. Yeah. Respect, hard work be humble, do your job, you know, all these things that are, in my opinion, really basic stuff um, that's ingrained in me as a person. And I carried on that right through my life, even I do it now. I want my kids to be like that. I want them to be humble. I want them to be respectful. I want them to be hardworking. Um, any player that comes to my academy, boy or girl, um, any player that's with, within the Rangers Academy, when they work under my care, I expect the same. Um, so I'd like to think that the humble beginnings are, are, are really important for a young football player. Um, and I was lucky, learning off the master, obviously, in, in Donald Park. And, yeah. and, then, and then I got Tony Bell, I got Bobby Williamson for a wee while. Um, and really grateful to Bobby, yeah. Clarkie and KB, um, who were really good for me. They gave me more opportunity. And then we obviously inherited Tony Mowbray. Tony yeah. Mowbray was, was single-handedly one of the best technical managers I had. Um, proper father figure for, for yeah. that young crew that he, that he inherited. Um, he was you know, a, a proper 
Falafa might be a bit of a strong word, but he was yeah. he was someone that the players really looked up to. I think when you're a young player, you really need the manager to feel as though he likes you. I think it's really important for a young player um, to look up to somebody, to feel like the manager has your best interest at heart, to, to feel like the manager rates you as a player. Um, and Tony gave us that in abundance. Obviously, he made me the club captain at Hibs on, I think I was 2021, 20, which was which was a big scalp for me as a, as a person. He gave me a lot of belief within myself. And then I obviously moved to Rangers and I got Walter, who... I don't know how and I don't know why, but he just knew how to give you a kick up the backside when you needed it. He knew how to make you feel good about yourself when you needed it. Um, I worked under Gordon Strachan when I was at Middlesbrough. Strax is probably the the best when it comes to the, the technical parts, yeah. as in like within training. Um, he can be a bit angry at times. He's a different character. He can, he can be off the cuff. He can make you feel quite small. Um, it's one of the ones that you need to have a bit of personality and a bit of character to play for Gordon Strachan. Um, so all these wee things that I've learned off the different managers that I've worked under, um, I've tried to steal the best parts. I want to be myself. I want to try and ingrain some of these things within me um, and, and, and hopefully um, pass it on to some of the youngsters of the, the game to do. Certainly got a widespread of, of experiences, Kevin, isn't it, from a different managerial styles there as well. And before we go on to talk about the player, do you think that coachable side, you know, you talked about Tony Mowbray there and our good friend Donald and going on as well. Do you think that is is innate? Is that something someone's born with? Or do you think as a coach you can learn those traits? Like you did, said, going out and deliberately learning people's names. Do you think people have that or is it learnable? I just I think that we're all given talents, don't know. I think we, we you're born with a type of talent that you you end up expressing. I think you've got a ceiling. I think you can work. Look, I want to be a good golfer, um, but I, I think if I hit a hundred balls every day, I'm never going to be Tiger Woods. I just think that you, there's a natural talent part within that. I think he's someone like a, a Barry Ferguson, who was natural talented, uncoachable at times, um, just played off the cuff, but what a talent. Uh, yeah. And there'll be many people that will have helped Barry right through his career, but I think a lot of his stuff that he learned would have been through um, having the drive and the desire as yeah. an individual to keep on striving to get better. And I was a wee yeah. bit myself. Yeah. Um, the same, I'd, uh, probably for, uh, I don't know, 15 to maybe 19, I just got there through talent. Yeah. And my talent got me to places people respected me because I was a decent player within every squad that I was in. Eventually, I got my opportunity in the first team. I started to build a profile for myself. It would probably all come quite easy. Um, it probably wasn't until I got to Rangers where I realised that just doing enough and just getting by through talent was just not enough. So I had to then start to learn and ingrain the mentality side within the game that Walter was a big factor in, telling me that, that, that being average, being okay, being a 6 or 7 out of 10 just wasn't good enough at Rangers. Um, so I started to look at people like Barry and, and how he worked on the training pitch every day, how he believed in himself, the, the swagger, the arrogance, whatever you want to call it, the the bit strut that he had as an individual, I wanted to try and ingrain that in myself. So I think there's certain parts that you can learn. I yeah. think if you're open and you're an open book and you want to take on information and you want to listen to people, if you want to strive to become better all the time, I think you can You can certainly put yourself on the right path. Um, I think if you're not willing to and you're, you're really narrow-minded and you, and you want to think that you know better than everybody else, then I think it can be a difficult game to try and forge a good career in. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a great way of putting it, Kevin. And... and Talent, I've heard it say, or, or you look at 
at the level you were playing at and have done, isn't it? Talent's just the entry into it. And then that's that personal drive and being able to you coachable that, that pushes you forward. The, yeah. the, the man, sorry, Don, the, the man talked about being obsessed, didn't he? Yeah. Um, being obsessed, he want to be the best player. And, and I probably, until I got to 23, 24, when I was at Rangers, I probably wasn't obsessed with being the best player. Um, I just wanted to be the best player. I thought I was the best player. But same again, I think it just become quite easy. And that's not me saying that I was better than Scotties or Dixies yeah. or Gazzies, etc. I just, I had that mindset that I believed I was a good player. I got a lot of good publicity the fans liked us. We were, we all had mad hairstyles. We got a lot of good publicity. There was never any negative, yeah. really, to be honest. Or, or I never yeah. certainly heard many. Um, but at Rangers, it was a total different ball game. Yeah. And I think you had to be obsessed with trying to be the best. You had to yeah. walk onto that pitch every day at the training centre and have a bit of swagger and a bit, bit yeah. belief within yourself to say that I'm here. Because if you never, there was somebody waiting in the wings to take your yeah. position and wanted to show yeah. you how good they were. So. I certainly think that that obsession and that belief, that drive, is is the part that you need to become a top player added with the talent. Yeah, so that talent, obsession and drive, definitely agree with that, to, to getting in there and driving you forward. When you look now, then, Kev, looking back from your career and now to the young players you're involved with and through the clubs and your academy, do you notice a difference in the, the players to when you were younger, when you were playing, or is it the same, or is there just certain bits that maybe has changed because our society has changed? Well, this, that's the, I was just going to say that. just took the, the word right off the tip of my tongue. Right. Society's changed, Donald. It's, yeah. um, I've got two kids myself. Um, would these kids go to football if parents never took them? Would these kids go to the athletic? or go to swimming or go to, you know, all these wee things. Whereas when I was young, if we wanted to go to swimming, we asked for a pound off mum and dad yeah. and, and you went down the street and you went to the baths and, and you spent all day at the swimming pool with your pals and then the next time your mum and dad seen you, it was at dinner time. Yeah. Um, I, I know things have changed. Would I be happy as a parent sending my kids to the baths or to the swimming pool at 9, 10, 11 year old? Probably not. But yeah. I think that when it comes to sport, how many kids nowadays are quite happy to go and chap on the neighbour's door and ask for a game of footy or go outside and play or, you know what I mean? And I try and encourage my kids to do the same. You're like, go and, yeah. go and ask wee young Ethan or go and ask Christian Rohan next door if they want to play on the bikes or they want to play outside. Go and get a game of football in somebody's back garden. You can play in our garden. Um, these were things that were natural for us when yeah. we were younger. Yeah. Um, I don't think the natural part is there as much. And I'd certainly think that without sounding negative or, or being disrespectful to any coach or, or, or any system that's out there at the moment, it's changed for, I'm not saying for the better, but it's certainly changed. Things are different. Um, the game's the same game, but there's certainly lots of different factors within that now. Um, I just think the kids at the moment, uh, not so much at, at any specific club, get a wee bit too much without having to fight for it at times. I think when, when I'm listening to you speaking there, and going out with your mates, certainly that's how I grew up. And I grew up in a small village where everyone knew each other, you know, so the whole time. And you would you would spend the whole Sunday afternoons when you're a kid playing football and things like that. And when I'm listening to you speaking, one of the things that I think you get from that as well, isn't it, is how you get on with your mates, a small group over a period of time, all the fallouts, all the things, you know, as a kid. And you take that into, isn't it, into the dressing room environment, because that's what you're you're used to, isn't it? You do, aye. It's, it's, um, I, th I think he, leaving the house and walking, I don't know, 10, 12 doors, like, still my best mate, mate to this day. Um, and he was next door to, to three brothers and a sister, the sister I used to go to school with, Donna. 
um, but they were Thompsons as well. And we used to, the, the, the two older brothers, the Thompsons, were a bit big and strong for me when I was young. Um, and they were the kind of, not so much the bullies, but they were the bosses of the, yeah. the kind of wee street, the wee cul-de-sac. Yeah. And me and, and Fenton and, and Poops, we used to call him, which was a younger brother, we used to hang about. We always used to get the raw straw. But yeah. it, it meant that we had to fight for a wee bit yep. of existence. Um, yep. We had to fight for a wee bit of um, status within the group. Um, and at one stage, I, I've, I've told this story before, and not, not probably so much to you, but I used to be Kev getting goals. Yeah. Kev getting goals. Are you getting? Are you getting it? Type thing. And I was like, well, no, what are you going goals? I don't want to be the goalie. So I used to be the young one, the wee one, the wee skinny one that got pushed in goals. And I started to do all right in goals, and I started to get a wee bit better at footy. And all of a sudden, Kev, you're in my team. Kev, Kev, you're oh no, Kev, you're in my team. And it was like all of a sudden your talent and, and having a wee bit brazzery about yourself and a wee bit of belief. You, I'd found my way from being chucked in goals all the time to now all of a sudden the top boys, the, the, the bosses of the group wanted me to be in their team. Um, I, I just think it's, you might get that in the school playground at times, but every time I speak to my kids at the school playground, they're always getting into bother, they're always somebody's kicking somebody, somebody's pushing somebody, he ruined the game for this person, he ruined it for that kid. And we probably had that as well, but we probably sorted it out within ourselves um, and we got on with it. And like you say, a wee life skill, having yeah. to get on with people, having yeah. to find status within a group, having yeah. to have the good parts of having mates and having the bad parts, but but getting on with it. Yeah. Um, I just think there's there's, yeah. there's too much a, a big haddy da around falling out with people nowadays. And I think, you know, that's a great part, because I think what you're learning, this is what we're saying, is it's that whole thing about how we navigate human dynamics, isn't it? How you get on with people, what happens, and how you find your place within a group. So I know, and I've been watching and keeping up to date, I know you've got your own academy, and uh, you've been doing a lot of social media, isn't it, Kevin? Can you tell us a little bit about that and your, your thinking behind that? At the... Well, I, I hated social media at when I played, obviously, but now I'm, I feel like I'm a social media king. <laughs> I, get a bit, I get a bit sick of all the lads that I'm, uh, I'm always on Twitter. I, I think Craig, Craig Mulholland at the Academy just shuts his eyes every time he sees my Twitter. Um, look, at it, obviously, I built a business, as, which effectively it is. I hate to call it that, but yeah. um, I've obviously built my Academy around social media. Um, unfortunately, in Scottish football, you can you, you you can sometimes get the negative side of being an ex old firm player or or being a Hibs player, and Hearts fans want to give you a bit of style, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so I, I think self promoting yourself is is vital. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not saying I'm a businessman, but I'm certainly streetwise. I understand yeah. what what it takes, and and people do want to knock you. So I try I try my very hardest to make my social media as positive as I possibly can. Um, and try and integrate with people. Um, I think it's really important. I think I'm humbled that, that fans still want to message me and still want to retweet my stuff, still want to get involved in my challenge. Um, and, and I'm more, more humbled that, that parents want to pay for their kids to come to the academy. I understand it's a paying service. Um, I did do it for nothing for a period of time. I still do lots of stuff within the community for nothing. Um, we take the school teams up at Ox Gangs. We take the high school teams up at Fur Hill. Um, we're intaking Mercus and Castle School, one of the private schools that are just nearby. Um, so we do a lot of stuff that, that people, that we, we don't want to sing for the rafters. It's, so we do it because we, we enjoy doing it and we do it because we feel it's important for, we can't do it for everybody. Um, and then obviously we then have, have the, the bulk of our academy, which is which is based on mini groups, which is like a small session, two or three coaches, three or four kids, um, a lot of attention to detail, really intense sessions. And, and we probably built our business around um, these these type of sessions because we feel as though that's the the part that you get the biggest the biggest benefit from. 
Brilliant, Kevin. So what is your latest challenge you've got going on the social media? Well, it's, um, it's 50 touches done, I'll turn it right. Um So you need to find a wall, a ball, um, the old striking quote, ball on a wall, and you're, and you're, you're halfway there. Um, alternate feet with your laces, 50 touches, um, and I've managed to, um, which is which is really nice. The manager's obviously done it for us. Brilliant. Um, managed to call out a few ex players, a few players at the moment, so it seems to be going down quite wildfire at the moment, which is nice. Um, the fact that people are willing to pick up a ball and either have a wall at the side of their house or within their garden or whatever, or, or having to walk and have a wee donder to, to do the 50 touches challenge, which is nice. Um, the manager's obviously a, a big scalp for us to, to do it. He's, he's took it to a different level for me, which is which is, which is is brilliant. Um, but it's for anyone. It's for, for anyone that's willing to have a wee challenge to see if they can test their, test their touch. It's kind of relates to me as a person and, and what my beliefs are as a coach. Obviously, it's really basic. It's, yeah, it is a difficult challenge. If you can do five, then brilliant. If you can do 10, even better. If you can build up to 15, 20, and so on and so on. But if you can do 50 at any age, any ability, then then I think that's brilliant. And if you can that's practice incredible. these wee things, then it can only certainly make you a better player. Brilliant. Uh, so if people want to uh, have a look at the social media, where would they go? Where, what's well, your, uh... Our Twitter is Kevin Thompson Academy. Instagram okay. the same. Um, we uh, we obviously have Facebook, etc. It's just yeah. all all Kevin Thompson Academy. So Brilliant. if they want to find us, they'll, they'll certainly find us on on, uh, on social media. So that's all the social media. It's uh, Kevin Thompson Academy, and I'm sure everyone will really enjoy looking at it. And everyone that's done it, I've seen uh, quite a few people I've known, and uh, you know, it, it's inspiring and it helps us to get still get in touch with the game, isn't it? You know, at a very simple level, but it's doing the fundamentals really well. So thanks very much for, for your time. Yeah, and that's been great. And uh, look forward to catching up when uh, we're back at work. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, guys. Good, man.